let's continue now with part two of self-awareness. Now, once again, I'm going to assume that you've gotten started on the last assignment, what we've been calling now the 139 workup, where you looked for three behavioral tendencies and came up with three examples for each one, and nothing yet at the top, which is where we pick up today's work. Now, the 139 workup, which is the way we've been referring to it until now, is also known as the CAT scan. And that's because the workup went through a little bit of rebranding. And here's a little bit of the background. First, the numbers three and nine are not really set numbers. We've said you can have more than three tendencies, and you can have more than three examples for each one. And so therefore, to call it 139, we found to be very misleading and also limiting. Now, the second reason to change was that the title didn't say much about its purpose, what it intended to do. What does a 139 chart do for somebody anyway? And then finally, a third concern was that the title 139 was just flat out uncreative. I felt like the guy who named the fireplace, you know, describes what it is, but that's about it. And so therefore, we renamed it the CAT scan. Well, first of all, it takes away the number three and nine, so it allows for as many tendencies as you'd like. It also describes the diagnostic nature of this exercise. It's a low-tech innovation to be able to figure out what is blocking me, what gets in my way, what gets me stuck in my relationships and in life in general. It's also more creative, and it's actually right on target because the CT scan has at the very top the core issue and in the second row the tendencies at CT. And so there you have it. The top circle represents the core issue. And today we'll just talk a little bit about what that means and how you discover it and how it influences our lives. So what are core issues? So to say it very briefly, a core issue is the central belief that we have about ourselves, but in the negative, and usually somewhat false. It's our false negative belief about who we are and how we fit into the world. Like, so for example, some core issues include that I am unlovable. I'm a failure. I'm weak. I'm worthless. I'm helpless. We could also state the core issue as a fear. I fear abandonment. I fear rejection. I feel smothering. I fear control. So whichever way you describe it, whether it's described as a fear or described as a negative self-belief, that's what shows up at the top of the page in the circle that represents the core issue. Now, this central belief is also characterized by showing up very frequently. It's pervasive. Almost every time we get stuck, especially at a level that feels intense, it's likely going to be because of that core belief. So it's the frequency and the intensity of that feeling that designates it as a core issue. I like to sometimes call this the super tendency on the emotional level. I tend to feel worthless. I tend to feel controlled. I tend to feel smothered. I tend to feel inadequate. Now, this work is not a lot of fun. However, when we get a handle on our core issue, we can start to notice how it informs our positions, our frustrations, and our overall reactions. And that's huge. Now, once you discover the core issue, you get to understand so much of what goes on for you when you're getting stuck. We start to demystify our own reactions. Why am I taking just a strong position? Why am I getting so frustrated? Trace it back and see, is this coming from your core issue? So a woman comes into the session and she says, I'm really, really upset. And she's clearly very upset. My husband came out two hours late and he didn't say a word beforehand. He didn't call, he didn't let me know, he just came out two hours late. So I say to her, really, why does that bother you? And she looks at me and says, why does it bother me? It would bother anybody. I mean, go figure, you're a guy, that's why you don't understand it. But this is what women... So I say, okay, you're right, I'm sorry, my mistake. I didn't ask the question properly. What I meant to ask you was, 
Why does it bother you so much? See, that's the operative word over here is so much. I understand that it's frustrating. I get it. But it seems like you're going through a crisis. And if it reaches a level of crisis, is there more to understand by his not making that phone call than simply the fact that it was inconvenient to you? That's the place we start to dig to see, is there a core issue at play? It's the emphasis on so painful. This is so difficult. I believe in this in such a strong way. When you have intensity to the reaction, when you have intensity to the experience, you start to ask yourself, is this coming from a core issue of mine? Generally speaking, we believe that there's one central core issue at the top of that chart. This is the super tendency influencing so much of our lives. And that's why it shows at the top, because it fits the flow chart. Core issue at the top generates tendencies, and that's the CT. And then finally, of course, we say is where does it show up in the playing field of life? Now, finding the core issue may not be so easy. For some, maybe it just comes right away. Say, oh, I know exactly what my fear is. I know exactly how I think about myself. But for others, it may not be easy. Now, when we learn how to dialogue, we'll have a much more effective tool to discover the core issues. Dialogues generally will go straight down to the core. And that's why we'll see that dialogue is, among other things, not just a communication tool, but it's a mining tool, M-I-N-I-N-G. It gets us to see things at a deeper level. But for now, let's see if we can try to speculate what the core issue might be. And the questions that would lead us there would be that when you find yourself having these tendencies that you've written down on the page, ask yourself, why am I reacting that way? If you're in a situation when you're feeling intense, ask the question, what hurts most about that? What does it make me feel? How am I thinking about myself? Any one of those questions could potentially lead you to the core issue. And whatever comes up, write it down, put it down in the top circle, write it in pencil, because this way you can erase it. It's a kind of work in progress. You'll keep on adjusting it and it'll morph until you finally feel like you've nailed it. When I do work in my office, I have my whiteboard, so it's easily erasable. I'll put the core down with a question mark next to it, and if we change it, we'll change it. Not a big deal. But the questions to ask is, why am I reacting that way? What hurts most about that? When he doesn't come home after two hours without calling me, why does that hurt me so much? What scares me? What does it say about me? And so therefore, the assignment for today is to start to think about what might fill the top circle in our chart, the CAT scan. And when you plug it in, See if you can read it from top to bottom in a way that it flows. So for instance, here might be an example of a CAT scan flow. At the top of somebody's page, it might say a fear of failure. My super tendency, which is at the core issue, is a fear of failure. I am a failure. I fear failure. And that could lead to a tendency of avoiding taking risks. Or for somebody else, that same fear of failure could lead to a tendency of perfectionism. Right? If I avoid risks, I'll never fail. If I'm perfect, I guarantee I will not experience failure. So if you go down the CAT scan, starting with the fear of failure, but this person's tendency because of that is to avoid taking risks, they might, for example, not do the assignment that was due that day. Because if I do, it might come out bad. People might criticize it and I experience failure. Now, somebody else might start with the fear of failure. Their tendency is for perfectionism and they will take upon that assignment. However, they would spend hours and hours on it, proofreading it, rereading it, having other people see it, many people see it, to guarantee that it comes out perfectly neither of which is very functional, but at least they understand what's going on. And now we can begin to consider the interventions necessary to address the tendency, but more specifically, ultimately address the fear and the self-concept that lies at the top of the page. That's where change is going to take place. And that's why this casting gives us direction as to what we can do to make things better. It's not just a one three nine chart, but a readout to know what we need to do in order to make things better. Once again, we're going to wait until dialogue to have a formal tool to get in to determine what that core issue is. But for the meanwhile, consider, think about the times you get reactive. Ask yourself the questions that could lead you to understand what your core issues are. What am I feeling right now? 
And remember, Korish is a really one word. It's a fear of. It defines me as. One word should be enough to capture it. If you're able to get some sense of what this full CAT scan looks like, from core issue, the super tendency, down to the behavioral tendencies, and down to the practical examples of how they play out in life, I'll give you a little bit of a snapshot of where you're holding, what you bring ultimately to the encounter. And that's not a bad start for a little self-awareness, but there is still more. And we'll get to that in the next segments.